0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched so many things this week. We started with, actually, we got a surprise, the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home dropped, and so we took a few moments to talk about that, and by that I mean many moments, so be sure to watch the trailer before you listen to that part of the discussion. We also watched the second episode of Marvel's What If, which is entitled What If T'Challa Became a Star-Lord? Major spoilers for that one. We watched a new movie called Reminiscence, which is out in theaters and on HBO Max, and then we watched the first three episodes of nine perfect strangers which is a series on hulu it's based on a book major 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 spoilers for everything this week but particularly for reminiscence because we go into the detailed plot and also we talk and also we do go into a little bit of the book spoilers for nine perfect strangers as well as talk about the first three episodes that have aired so far and then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of follow-up points and without further ado here's we're watching what this was not scheduled on our docket, but we are we are going live with this. We watched the new Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. What did everyone think?
1: Honestly, I know people have been like really, really just like jonesing for the trailer to come out. And then I guess there was like a leak or something and yeah. whatever earlier. But I watched it when it dropped for real. I kind of rolled my eyes at some of it. I don't know. I was a little like, I, to, to preface, I really do appreciate this uh, iteration of Spider-Man. I have not loved the films so far. Okay, I've liked his involvement in the Avengers films, team ups, you know, things like that. But I haven't like loved the first two. I liked the second certainly better than the first. But either way. So I don't have like a huge amount of I'm not, you know, it is what it it is. Yeah. But I know it's, you know, it's kind of introducing how I think the greater part of the team like starts learning about the, the, you know, the multiverse or opens it up and everything. And I thought the circumstances were a little silly. I can appreciate the whole, oh, Doctor Strange, you know. It messes up when he's trying to recreate our reality with, you know, knowing about Peter Parker's identity, mm-hmm. or mans identity as Peter Parker. But the scene where Peter Parker keeps interrupting him during the spell and this and that, I'm like, you guys didn't talk about this before you're you're <laughs> casting the spell. It just felt so silly and yeah. dumb. I was rolling my eyes.
2: Okay, it was one of those things that I hope is done better in the film with the surrounding than it feels like in the trailer. I guess. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm all about him doing a spell he shouldn't have done, but if, if Peter Parker asking him questions in the middle of it is what breaks it, that's, it just feels silly to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it just
1: was a little, like, Mm-mm.
2: I just don't think it, the magic is that temperamental or, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess they can make whatever magic rules they want. It just feels kind of silly to me. Yeah, I'm just like Matt. I'm I like these movies fine, but I'm not, like, obsessed with, any of them. But I, I do enjoy his Spider-Man in other things. So, like, you know, in all the
1: other movies, I
2: really enjoy his character. Not that I dislike his character in the movies. I just, I, just, I don't know. I just don't love them. I think we've just
1: had so many iterations of it that it's entirely yeah. like,
2: yeah, It's, like it's well-trod it or... territory. Yeah. And I'm just a little <laughs> bummed that we're gonna have so many villains in this. The Green Goblin, I mean, the, he throws the green bomb, which is clearly, mm-hmm. like, hey. Green Goblin's gonna be in this and then we've got Doc Ock and it just feels I, I just feel like a lot of the times they make mistakes and when you have that many villains it's not easy to set up a, a good counter story I guess mm-hmm. um, when you have to do that so but yeah I mean I love Doctor Strange so you know happy to see him in there and I'm happy to see how the greater Marvel universe sort of succumbs to Uh, the multiverse thing because it's it's obviously not going to be just that one spell's fault right because we've seen a bunch of different things wandavision and things Mm -hmm. obviously contribute to it so i do like the sort of callback to civil war comics about peter's identity and and how far reaching the consequences of that was so in the uh, civil war in the comics peter parker gets outed or well i mean he kind of chooses to out himself or, yeah, isn't
0: he team yeah. registration, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And it just is such a shocking and interesting moment in comics when it happens. Um, so I do like the sort of callback to that sort of plot line in a very different place, but also has good ramifications for the you know Marvel Universe at, at large in a similar way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the reason I'm most interested in it is coming off of Loki, seeing WandaVision, what if tangentially, you know, I was was watching the trailer. I was like, I mean, really, is Stephen Strange the big villain of phase four? Like, not actually, (laughs) but we're setting up Strange. You know, Wanda's clearly going to play a part in this. Combined with Kang the Conqueror, all of these things. I'm like, is the big bad just them being stupid? Is stupidity the big bad of the next phase of people just making bad decisions?
1: And that's what's kind of disappointing.
0: Yeah. It could be really, really cool if they did it right. I just don't have a ton of faith in their you know you can't monetize and make a figurine of stupidity
2: <laughs> you can't make money off of like the embodiment of stupidity necessarily i just love a villain story so much that it would be really disappointing for me like as a human not to have a villain
0: yeah well i mean i get i think we all watching wanda were like oh i at least i hoped that wanda is going to have you know her her great villain arc anti-hero arc we'll say and i could see her having to face off in, against strange in this also what if? Stupid spell because it's like doesn't this mean the Avengers will all forget? Like, does that mean Strange is exempt from his own spell? How does this? How do the consequences of this work? It it feels silly, as you said.
1: Um, That's why I hope it's yeah, like like Jackie said, maybe it's set up in a much better way. And I don't know, but because also I have to say, and this is this is just a commentary on I think Marvel films, but in general, these very big budget you know CGI films (laughs) of of today that a lot of shots in this trailer. I was watching and I was like, I bet you there are so many different characters that are omitted from a lot of these shots. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily Avengers, but just villains and things like that. Like, there's just a lot of they're trying to not spoil too much. So they're showing a lot of here's Spider-Man doing this and that and like no one else is around. (laughs) It's like, I'm sure (laughs) that they will be there. And it's like, oh, and they're not looking over here. They're looking over here. Like, they're just they're doing a lot of things to just try to not tell us too much, which I do appreciate. But. I hope that when we actually see what's actually going on with a lot of it, it's not as silly as it seems.
0: We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. There is, I saw one internet comment, and I'm sure, you know, this is the the internet just going into speculation land, but somebody did a close up of a lawyer or so, somebody slams their arms down when Peter Parker is in like an interrogation room. And somebody's like, you know, um, Charlie Cox, are those your hairy arms? <laughs> you know, is it so. <laughs> because it could need a lawyer? You know, it makes sense. And I was like, oh, that would be. Matt would well, Matt would oh, be happy about well, that. That would that oh, would yeah. turn this film for Matt.
1: <laughs> it would. Because I, I well, that's that's been one of my big fears about this is I, I'm very deeply embedded in this whole like Save Daredevil movement on Twitter in that I follow everything about it. I don't really say much about it, but I follow everything. Mm-hmm. And that has been for the last like over a year that has been this big speculation that he was going to be in this. And then there were even rumors that he was spotted on set and all this, whatever, being Spider-Man's lawyer. But, or Parker's lawyer, but then it was like debunked, like Charlie says, it's not, which of course he has to say it's not if it is, but either way, it's like, there's no proof that he's involved. But if he's involved in the film, I would love that in that way. But my biggest fear is that he will somehow have a cameo in the film and it'll be a different part of the multiverse. And then to me, it'll be their way of trying to say the Netflix show is a different different multiverse and that will make me want to die.
0: I mean, I because I, I, I want
1: it. Even if we get nothing else, I want it to exist in this Marvel universe. I just want to to exist there.
0: Yeah, people can't see my so, face, but I'm grimacing very hard yeah. because <laughs> yeah, I yes, so I, was like, so I was like, I was like, this
1: can go one of two ways. And one will make me elated, and the other will make me depressed. So, well,
0: or no, there's a third way. He's just not in it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's in it, it'll go one of two ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, exactly. The third way. So I almost don't want to take the risk. <laughs> I almost be like just yeah. leave him out. <laughs> you know, I'd rather he appeared yeah. in to Be honest.
0: Yeah, it was it was interesting. Like, you know, people were buzz. It's a fine trailer. I, yeah. I too, you know, I think Spider-Man is well trod upon territory. I, I think Tom Holland is fine as him. I I think, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Doc Ock yeah. coming
1: back was weird. Yeah, and then, you know, the Well, DA not weird. We,
0: we knew, we knew he was happy. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even notice, but I also watched it on my phone the first time, and I was just like, oh, he lost some weight. Good for him.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was obviously so digital. I mean, he looked fine, but, and I will say, I... Among my friends group, in a way, I very famously do not like those Tobey Maguire films at all. But of them, the second one with Doc Ock, I do think is the strongest personally. And I do like Alfred Molino's Doc Ock. So I am not mad about seeing him again. I guess with the Goblin thing, I really liked Willem Dafoe as Norman. However, I hated everything about the outfit, everything. I hated all of it. Mm-hmm. And then the Andrew Garfield one, it's a whole other thing too. But it's a thing where when we see that bomb, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't remember well enough if it was so specific to the Toad McGuire version or is that, could it be Dane DeHaan's version from Andrew Garfield's world? Cause I know they're all supposed to be involved, right? Like as far as both those spider I don't know. I don't
0: even think I saw the, it just, some, of, some it just of the Andrew calls, Garfield it. ones. Like, I, no, 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 oh, no. Cool. I'm okay. saying oh, I, I, I don't wrong. think I saw some of the Andrew Garfield ones.
1: I, uh, okay. I, I tapped
0: out for a while.
1: Yeah, and that's fair. The second one was a travesty. The first one I actually quite enjoyed, but I'm kind of alone on that hill. I think Jackie, you like that too, right? But I, a lot of people were like, "Ew." <laughs> so. yeah,
2: I I liked the first one, but I I liked the Tobey Maguire ones. Well,
0: I think I, I think for I like me, I liked them though. in the in the moment, like in yeah. at, at that place in time, because we also just didn't have anything com- to compare it to, right? And so I I distinctly remember buying a DVD of Spider-Man at, I want to say blockbuster and being like allowed to purchase a DVD, which was at the time, you know, so it it was an extravagance. And I think for whatever reason, we were allowed to watch it in class. Like some class had like a free day. And, and so I was like, I'll bring in Spider-Man and watching it again and being like, Oh God, what did I, what did I do? Like this movie (laughs) was not, and that's within, you know, let's say a year of seeing it the first time in theaters being like, Oh Yeah, I really liked
2: it at the time. It hasn't had much rewatchability to me. So I guess that does kind of prove that it's not. Yeah. They were
1: coming out when I was in high school, and I was a big, big Spider-Man fan. Bigger than I am even now at the time. And I was really into, I mean, I've always loved the amazing Spider-Man comics. That was always like, I just, I used to read them through and through. And don't get too much into it, but for me, that first one, I just was like, aside from the issues of his age and obvious all these things, just being like, this is just not right. It was the moment the the bridge and dropping mm-hmm. Mary Jane. That I remember moment. this ran because we knew like, each
2: other when it came
1: out. Yeah, and I because people that hadn't been reading the comics anyway, like were just like because it was a it was an emotional story arc in the movie still and it still worked fairly well at the time, but I was just so like, no, because it's like that was Gwen Stacy. And the thing is, is it's such a character-defining moment to me because he goes and he catches Gwen and the kids or the you know, the trolley thing. But when he catches Gwen, she snaps her neck and she dies. And so it's this thing where it's very tragic and sad, but it mm-hmm. shapes who he is as a person. Right. And that weighs on him forever. And I'm like, you remove that, you keep the scenario, and then you make it work out for him. And I'm like, this is a different character entirely at that point. Yeah. You, I, one could argue. And so I was like, why? What was what? And so I just, again, that was also back in the day when. The idea of the adaptation of these things was still fresher, so I had a harder time wrapping my mind around changes like that. As opposed to
0: now, it, when you're clearly well, so
1: I'm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just I'm so, yeah. You're no, easy, I still have easy. issues with it, but I was like, but I was like back then, it it ruined the entire franchise for me. I was like, this is crap. They don't know what they're doing. Blah blah blah. Like I was just so. Whereas now it's like I do. I, I'm the same way, but at the same time, I try to like, okay, you know, <laughs> like you know, I'm more You've prepared. You've been battered down by yeah, it. at This point. more prepared. Yeah.
0: Did I tell you too the story of Spider-Man 3 when I saw Spider-Man 3 in theaters?
1: Did you try to gouge your eyes out? Or? Well,
0: so I was living in New York at the time and a bunch of friends and I bought tickets, you know, midnight showing, bunch of film kids, very excited. It was like one of my friend's birthdays and he's a huge, huge comic book fan. And so we all bought tickets and, you know, there weren't reserved seats. So we had to like go early and and try and sit together and all this stuff. And like one person kept running in and out, hawking the tickets to friends who were showing up. And then I would say 15 minutes before midnight, something starts to play and we're all like, oh yeah. And this is when end credit scenes were starting to become a huge deal. Right. And like gimmicks and, and moments and these, you know, stunts, stunts were starting to become a thing. And so the lights go down and the movie starts to play and we were like, (laughs) there's there's this must be some stunt there's no way that that was the movie this is terrible but we're like texting our friend outside be like oh my god something's happening like come back inside I don't know what's going on just leave everyone else for dead they weren't here in time so I would say like seven minutes of something plays and then the lights come back up and everyone's just like chatting again because it's not even midnight and we're like that was (laughs) that must have been something that they planned for you know and then Previews play, everything starts again, and the same seven minutes go, and we're like, "Holy fuck, really? that was the movie!" Like they act—that was the first seven minutes of the movie, and that's how bad it was. But we had a great time because it was so bad. But yeah. you know, just like being in complete and utter shock that that was what we were going to end up seeing was truly, truly a memorable one of my most memorable theater-going experiences.
1: Yeah, I saw that with our our own Jackie Mox and the Metreon in San Francisco for the first ah, time. Yes. midnight show. Yeah. So. You were three hours ahead of us, but... I was. I had, you were we was. did not have that mishap, but had similar reactions to, holy crap, Yeah, this is a movie that was made.
0: Yeah, this cannot Someone be Someone got paid so, to make
2: this movie. Yeah, that
0: they want us to watch for the next, however, we paid money for it. Like, surely this is a joke. Nope, that was the movie.
1: And we, and that, you know, but then we were able to unite our opinions on the franchise in the way that it was like, Regardless of what we feel about those first two separately from each other, this was terrible. Like, this was just <laughs> a really bad I know, film. but it was. The first two aren't necessarily bad films. They're just, but this is, like, bad.
0: But it's so bad that it was fun for me. It crossed into the territory of Camp Hilarity. I've never watched it since, but I'll use the memes and, like, gifts from it all the time. Because, I mean... That that brilliant sequence.
1: I'd be able to watch and laugh at it now. I don't want to do that, but I would be able to do that at the Uh time. Uh Oh, I I take it back. At the time, (laughs) I think it was also even though it was years apart. I was just, I think it was just still too fresh for me that I was like, why have you done this?
0: Like, yeah, (laughs) I (laughs) I can't even.
2: I don't even know if I've seen it since theaters. Oh, I maybe it's on this is not this okay have, I'll tell
0: one more spider I'm sorry so I uh, also was had been in film school at the time and we would we would cut real film because that's how old I am and they would give us i can't remember what it's called at this point but basically they would give us 16 millimeter film prints from other stuff to um use as sound footage and you could use it as like placeholder stuff basically you were just handed a bunch of film for various reasons and somehow somebody like one of it I think it was like a like an avant-garde naked porn type thing it was very weird um and you had to like spool it through the steenbeck machine mm-hmm. to actually get it to play and and all the shit and somehow someone ended up with the pie scene <laughs> really yeah interesting i may still have it somewhere but it was just like how did we end up with this it's yeah. relatively recent why would it be on 16 millimeter film? right
1: i'm like not 35
0: the hell but it, so uh, yeah that was the uh, that was the very last of the um uh.
1: anyway all right That's so funny.
0: We, the strange stuff I think is the most interesting part of it to me, right? Where it's like, okay, yeah. this is, this is just showing more tendrils of the multiverse.
1: Well, and I think to that point, we know that this film will serve to really finish setting up Multiverse of Madness, which right. I think, you know, we, I think we've, the three of us, I think we've talked about that being one of the more anticipated next ventures uh, in the future. For us anyway, and I would say probably a lot of people. So I think that'll be interesting. Like We see potentially Wanda's, we see where she's at, and then by the end of this, we'll see what Strange has done and where he's at, and that might Mm -hmm. kind of clue in. But yeah, I mean, you know, again, I don't, I don't hate the trailer or anything. It's just like, okay, it was fine. And, um, but yeah, I guess I'll leave it with, I had a hard time really, really, really getting hyped about it when I, I still can't stop thinking about that Eternals trailer personally. <laughs> oh so, yeah.
0: I mean, so for me, I'm that's like, a that's a whole nother episode. Like, but I'm
1: like, that's I have like blinders on like, that's all I see right now. I like mean, my <laughs> like, greatest,
0: my greatest fear with the Eternals trailer is like, I'm like, I just need to see the movie. Like we're so close, but so far, please everyone get vaccinated if you are not already Right. Wear a mask, not, do all that stuff. I need to see this. I need to see this. Do movie. not ruin this. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: A hundred percent. Do not take this from us. I just thought that that second trailer. I mean, I was we were all hyped anyway, but like that, I just was like, Okay, I'm I am so here for this. This this is the next film that I'm looking at that I'm like, this might be in line for one of my favorite Marvel films. Like yeah. it just lo- like if it if it pans out. <laughs> it just looks yeah. so gorgeous. I can't wait.
0: I cannot wait another however many years.
1: No, can't do it. Won't do it.
2: <laughs>
0: all right. Well <laughs> yeah. speaking of Marvel. Briefly, we watched the next episode of What If. I'm curious what you two thought of it. Did you like it
1: more? Did you like it the same? Did you like it less? What's interesting is I guess I would say I found it more entertaining than the first episode. But it kind of made me realize that I am not actually positive I'm going to watch this entire show. Because I still didn't like it. And it kind of confirmed... at least my opinion, it kind of seemed to confirm that these are different universes that we're seeing because we saw the collector show all the remnants of the Avengers he had potentially killed Mm -hmm. instead of Thanos, and so we saw Captain America's shield, meaning Steve Rogers, in theory, happened. You know what I mean? So, like, it it wasn't Captain Carter's shield. It was very much Cap's shield. So it was kind of like, okay, this seems like a different uh, universe than the first episode. And I think the idea of maybe that thread being... Pulling them all together as far as the same universe was kind of what was going to keep me maybe intrigued, but I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Yeah. I'll watch the next episode because I know Natasha's in it, but after that, I'm just not sure.
2: (laughs) I didn't enjoy it very much, and I really Mm. want to. I don't know if it's just the the audio sync that I have such trouble with, if it's just Mm -hmm. I don't really understand the... You know, I might just not be the kind of person who likes these sort of alternate versions of the same story. Okay. Because I said I don't like the books that are from different points of view either. You know what I mean? I just don't really understand. I, I Yeah, I mean, I guess it wasn't as bad as the first episode, but I guess I, I still didn't care.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I I was like, okay, it could go a couple different ways with the two of you because I was like, it is more Guardians humor y already, which is not you are neither of you are huge fans of that, and that's totally fair. But it it felt more in that theme, right? Like Captain or the first What If is like very much like straight laced, you know, Captain America vibe. This is more taking from the the Guardian source material. But it did differ more from the original storyline, right? Like there's more variables that changed as opposed to being like my, I mean, there were some tweaks in the first one. I was actually just mostly surprised that they didn't lead with this one because, I mean, just given everything with Chadwick, I also thought he was a much, it was just more interesting to me. Story-wise, you know, it's it's a bigger difference than the Captain Carter one.
1: Yeah, I agree with all that because it was it still felt like a different like it didn't feel like I was just watching Guardians except for just like seeing. And there were a lot of people that were different in it, like even Nebula and like the Thanos stuff was kind of funny sometimes. Like there was just stuff that was like, OK, I mm-hmm. think one of my other things that this is not necessarily a a bump that makes it bad or anything. But I thought it was kind of interesting that it's to me, I would call this T'Challa's episode, mm-hmm. even though really it's almost more Yondu's. In a way where it's kind of, it wasn't, it didn't seem to be anything that we were seeing was due to a decision T'Challa made as mm-hmm. much as a decision that, because you know, it was like, yeah, that's fair. Like, well, I didn't, under, I just kind of like, well, what happened to make them just go to Wakanda on accident instead of going to, you know what I mean? Like, it was just the kind of weird, what was the event that tipped this in a different direction, right? Like, they just went there and they went to, they happened to go right where Wakanda was, you yeah. know, and then kidnapped this kid. And then, you know, so it was kind of interesting that I was like, oh, it was a T'Challa episode, but it wasn't really, about, I guess we could we could say, you could have you gone more into, I guess, as a kid, maybe he was making, we don't really know what he was like as a kid in the MCU, mm-hmm. right? So maybe, well, is this a version where he wanted to venture outside of, you know, Wakanda? And so he was doing that, and that's why this happened. Whereas, I guess you could argue in the films, maybe that kid didn't want to do yeah. that as much. And so they were over there and didn't see him <laughs> ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just felt kind of, like, interesting. I was I don't know, I thought I was thinking about that more than I should have obviously, because I don't think it matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's who I am. I have, to be my, I have to live my truth, you know.
0: Yeah. I didn't think this was going to, like, convert any of it. And, and, and again, I am not sure I am going to watch the, the next few anyway,
2: either. I mean, it was different than yeah. the first one. I don't know.
1: I found the story a lot more fun. Like, I found the double the Crossing Nebula stuff a little more. It was, I mean, it was nice to not know what was going to happen. What was going to happen so much where it was like, when you, even though the events that are happening in the first episode were still different, by the time you realized that they were all mirroring things that were happening in the original film, it was like, okay, she's going to go and be missing for a lot of years, and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And that, whereas this, you know, I mean, it did feel like it was going in a direction that was different and everything. And things were just very different rather than it just being like, oh, put this character here instead. And that's yeah. sort of the difference. <laughs> so yeah i appreciated that about it but at the end of the day again it's like it's all about rep it's like repercussions where it's just kind of like but is any of this going to matter at all and if not it just it's not entertaining enough for me to be like looking forward to
0: it well and that's i think that's the big challenge with seeing the trailer for spider-man and realizing like okay well we're clearly setting up where multiverses matter right and and maybe it'll be minor in the way that when shield was trying to when S.H.I.E.L.D. would be like, you have to watch the show in order to like see what may have the movie, the next Avengers movie makes sense. And it'd be like, you you know, you'd get a reference to the Helicarrier or something. You'd be like, okay, this makes a little more sense because of that, but I actually didn't need to watch yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Or they had like a Sith crossover. It was more kind of like, actually, you should probably watch the movies if you want to care about the storyline in S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, they, it was like, oh, I mean, they tried yeah. it, you know, no shade but to people who like S.H.I.E.L.D., but it just, it yeah, they tried. I
0: it. mean, what I, in terms of like animation stuff, I, I just think spider-verse set the bar so high yeah. for any sort of marvel related animation thing and a spider-man story honestly that well, i'm just I mean, that... in a multiverse that i'm like do we really yeah. want to go there
1: <laughs> well and also just even when you talk about the animation it's just it was so forward thinking but also it was stylized in a way that was like wow this looks somewhat kind of like oh this is a comic book film and this is trying that in such a weird weak way that it's
0: like, yeah i don't know but also just story. Well, story story-wise, multiverse-wise, it's okay. all it's it's gonna be very hard to top that. And yeah,
1: you can't top it. And
0: yeah, what if what if it's odd? And then just also like conceptually, we watched some weird stuff this week with reminiscence. And I am very curious as to what you two thought of it.
1: I'm always curious, but you know, there's there's something I, I'm like, I don't know. I I already know you loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Dana, I mean, we had you know we we had all talked about this film beforehand, because I've been loving the trailer, and I'm a big Hugh Jackman fan, and yeah. uh, I know you have not thought it looked very good, and I am guessing, I think everyone probably hates it. I did not hate it. I don't love it, but I did not hate it. It's weird. While watching it, I was like, eh, I was just kind of like, whatever, but then I found that I've thought about it a lot since, which is shocking, because mm-hmm. I also would say, even though I did like it okay... I don't imagine it's going to occupy my brain much after recording this for much longer. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I'm really kind of weirdly torn on it in ways, (laughs) but I I think it has its merits. I think it has its major weaknesses as well that I can go into, but I'm curious what Jackie thought also.
2: I thought it was really pretty, but yeah, I didn't love it. I wasn't obsessed. I was kind of bored most of the time. I don't hate the idea and I think it would have actually been, I, I don't know. I just want it to be better than it was, I guess. I thoroughly concur with that.
0: I think conceptually, it's fine. It's interesting. I was torn because I was doing my review event. I was like, I want to see Lisa Joy be be able to move away from, like, the series storytelling and be, like, able to tell a condensed story in a feature film. But this concept felt like it would have been much more interesting as a series.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And, like, they gave us all of the clues to things. I didn't feel like anything came super out of left field. But I feel like the way they did it just to like triple, double, you know, whatever, make sure that people understood what was happening is Hugh Jackman's character would just constantly narrate things that didn't need to be narrated, right? Uh It's it's kind of unfair to compare it to like Christopher Nolan's stuff because she is married into the family, but she's still a wholly separate person. Uh But I do feel like that whole family vibes with this object means this and this whatever, you know, deeper meaning this and that, but this one was trying to be it was not subtle enough. Sometimes Christopher Nolan goes too far in are like, I'm not going to give you an answer. This was, I'm going to give you the hints to the answer, but I really want to make sure you have the answer. So I'm going to make sure you have the answer. Later on, I'll make sure you have it in a very overt way, which didn't feel like she trusted the audience
1: to me. Uh, yeah. And I, I felt that too, but while also thinking that I did appreciate when comparing to like a Christopher Nolan venture in this kind of story, that it felt kind of the story felt kind of subtle in the way that it was trying to, it seemed that it was trying to emulate the sci-fi noir genre. Mm -hmm. And I I really happened to like that genre. Sure. So things like the narration, which was largely useless. I Mm -hmm. was kind of like, okay, but this is like exactly what that, what happens in this, in this genre you're emulating Mm -hmm. in the same kind of useless way. Usually (laughs) I mean, it's just very kind of like that. It kind of watches as if you're reading a comic book, honestly. And you're just getting the thoughts inside the person's head and this and that. Like, it was clearly very, like, even just to name an obvious one that kind of coined the term really, but like Blade Runner, you know what I mean? Like, it mm-hmm. very much was kind of trying to go after that style, which doesn't mean that it was that makes it good, but I just, I liked the style choices. But yeah, the concept was interesting. I liked that it didn't shove a ton down your throat in that, as far as the concept goes. I liked that it was kind of, Here's this world. It could have done better to build the world and make mm-hmm. me get more invested in the world. But at the same time, I kind of like that you watch it and you're like, okay, it's my, it, it's in Miami. It was like coast of Florida. Yeah, yeah. It was like the water levels are rising. It's too hot to work in the day, so they all become nocturnal. Okay, you are literally talking about a future that's not so far off because of global warming. Warming, right? I like that we didn't go into this whole diatribe about that. It was just kind of catch up and understand that's what's going on. So there were right. things like that that were subtle that I appreciated. But, yeah, they could have done a lot to make me invest more. Like, I, I have to say, I, was, I wanted him to be happy. But I, at the same time, didn't really, didn't really care where she went. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that the story would have been more interesting if I was more invested in their love. We didn't get enough of that. And that's right. where the series was, would have
2: helped. I was kind of bummed because I wanted the love story to just be a lot stronger. Mm -hmm. in the sense that we really needed to spend time with them either through the reminiscing or actually them meeting Mm -hmm. you know whichever way that the they wanted to do it but we needed to understand why he was so important to her Mm -hmm. because honestly she just seemed sort of flighty and yes she was sexy but there was like nothing sort of deeper than that so it just felt kind of Parts of it to me, he just felt so manically obsessed with this idea of finding her that I was kind of not necessarily needing him to
1: win.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I curious, did anyone care about any of the characters?
1: In, this, in the film as itself, not so much. I am a sucker for Greek mythology and caught on to the Orpheus-Eurydice kind of mm-hmm. story pretty quickly on.
0: Which he did not know how to pronounce Eurydice, apparently. I or we know. don't speak Greek. Or I, I don't know. Yeah, or but I'm it saying it wrong. Like, maybe, I,
2: maybe Australians say it differently. But he's yeah, supposed maybe, to be I American. Know. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, or I'm saying it wrong for my entire life. Yeah, they're, they're always, the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who knows. But, but either way, obviously they shove that down your throat a little too much. But I when feeling like that was kind of the story that was being represented. Cause I mean, it's told over and over and over, which I get it, mm-hmm. but I found myself a little more invested in them. But again, the film, a film should not, it's kind of like talking about the green Knight in that way where mm-hmm. I had invested thing feelings because I love Arthurian legendary so much. So I was like a film does not, should not require you to have any sort of other kind of external uh, yeah. interest to, to enjoy the film as it stands. So, in a in a non biased way, no, I didn't. But in the Greek mythology way, I did care a little bit. <laughs> I just see,
2: I've just seen that story done better, you know. Yeah. But I, I agree. I like that story, and I I liked the art direction and the like gritty noir sci fi feel. And like you said, I enjoyed that we kind of got dropped into a universe with little explanation, but enough, you know, to understand sort of what was going on. But we didn't need to know exactly what had happened.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, and I agree that I think the story has been has been done better, but what I will say is I do think structurally I kind of appreciated the more adaptive part of that, like where it was kind of, I, like things where I liked the, the conversation they had in the film where they're on, like, the balcony thing and say, oh, tell me a story, and the whole mm-hmm. thing, you know, about, like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have happy endings and this and that. She's like, okay, well, then tell me a happy story, but stop in the middle. And then I liked how we revisited that memory at the end and we literally end the film with that conversation. And it was kind of fun because it was a thing where I was like, oh, okay, so this is you giving Orpheus and Eurydice a happy ending in a way and kind of talking about that where okay now we're gonna end this this film actually from a scene in the middle of the film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where they were and I kinda I liked the yeah. poetry of that, which again it doesn't make it amazing, but I just I liked where the where her mind was at, I guess, in crafting the story. I just think yeah, she could have done much more to make it more interesting. When you talk about it being a series Imagine if the entire first episode of the show was just establishing a really, in a really like deep romantic way, their love for each other and watching it how we did. And then with the end of that episode, seeing him wake up from the reminiscence and learning that like, okay, like, like we did in the film, you know, how we Mm -hmm. learned like Mm -hmm. when we were seeing her that that was all a reminiscence from him. That would be a cool way to end the pilot. Yeah. But give Mm -hmm. us that entire episode of their love story. To really make us like, oh, shoot, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, that would have been cool. It would have worked better. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you're talking that it's someone who clearly is is coming off of writing a series and then doing a film real quick and it's okay, but you're still in like series. Mode.
0: Yeah. And I I do think there's a way for her to have accomplished it in this. I do think you could have done that love story thing, then make us realize we're in the reminiscence and then like take us through this world. You can, and then you have to show us bits of the world in their remnant, but they're living in this world. So, like, why can't I don't know? I, yeah, I wanted it to be good. I liked Tandy Newton's character. Like, I care. Yeah. I thought she was
1: largely wasted, but I did like her. Yeah. I think, I I thought the performances were pretty good throughout for the most part from the three leads, at least.
0: Yeah, agreed. I think my biggest problem with it also is that I was imposed, and this is not her uh, Lisa Joy's fault per se but so much of it looks and felt like Westworld and you have so many of the actors repeating and you have the same composer it just it felt like it was still in that world but not as flushed out as the Westworld world is and I was like I know you're capable of it why this, this just feels like a, a failed experiment comparatively
1: yeah no I agree with that I think I think I would still say if, if anyone's even moderately interested. Yeah, you know, HBO Max, if you have HBO, give it a give it a give it a gander. You know, it's not gonna it could you might like it. It's not like a terrible yeah, yeah, film, yeah. but it is disappointing in the way that it really could have been something cooler. You know, it actually could have been something a little deeper than the trailer made it look. It just right.
2: right. But yeah, it wasn't terrible. I wouldn't you know, if it looked interesting at all to you, you might like it. Yeah. I, don't
1: know. I liked the drama. I liked the moodiness of it. Like I liked the tone. You know what I mean? But it just
0: I struggled pretty hard
1: with it. Yeah.
0: Specific question for the two of you. The the St. Joe character. Were those scenes confusing to you?
1: Somewhat? Yeah. I, I was kind of like, wait, but... So I guess for... So she basically... He was gonna... so she stole from I should, him or something? I don't, yeah, or I should whatever, be whatever, more so specific
0: cute. with this question. I was probably not leading enough. Yeah, yeah. I found it very odd. I think this goes back to world building. Uh, Daniel Wu plays St. Joe, and he's using, like... Mandarin words every once in a while, right? You know, I barely speak Mandarin, but I understood what he was saying. I assume neither of you knew what he was saying, right? Is this a sort of, you know, Firefly scenario where the world of Firefly, as much as Joss is a problem, like, the world of Firefly was built upon the idea that yes, China has taken over a superpower we're all in space, everyone seems to speak Mandarin. Hugh Jackman's character did not seem to have... Like, no none of the characters surrounding St. Joe seem to bat an eye at a bunch of this Mandarin slang being thrown around. But it's the only time it gets thrown around in the movie. Or not even slang, just these Mandarin words being interjected. If I was, you know, trying to get info about this person or having like a confrontational conversation with him and I didn't know what slang he was using I would be like what are you talking about? Like what are you what is happening right now? But none of that happens. Everyone just sort of rolls with it and I was just like is this supposed to be part of the world building? Was there like a whole other plot here? I ju- it just stood out to me because I was I know what he's saying but I don't think anybody else knows what he's saying.
1: Yeah no it's a good point. It's interesting because it was yeah was there something else you were you were meaning to explain to us about this world because there really wasn't a lot of world building. It just was I mean, he was narration at the beginning and it was just kind of like okay you know right. and and we know the rich versus the poor and blah blah blah, and, you know like you know but right. yeah that there was no real context given around that yeah it was interesting and then yeah that whole scene with Hugh and the you know they're trying to drown him and stuff and Tandy coming to save the day and some words were being said there too. That whole scene I thought was a little clunky in general. And I was just kind of like also not really clear what the purpose of these eels were because they weren't doing anything to him. I know they were just drowning you, but yeah. it seemed as if it was a fish full of, uh, a water tank full of piranhas or something. It was, I thought
0: he was going to yeah. come out with like, a cut on his face or yeah, something, you know, something, like one, of, them, one just, of the eels had bitten him.
1: Yeah. They were just swimming around, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. It just felt like there was more, there was another plot line somewhere that yeah. g- disappeared.
1: Because then the other guy became really the villain of the story, kind of in a way, right? So it was like, oh, okay.
0: Uh, Yeah, and just because I'm like hyper aware of representation, I was like, right Right. here, what's going? Huh? Here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What? No, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I, I wish this had. I wish it had been better. Yeah. Is what it ultimately comes down to.
2: Yeah. Basically.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of things I I personally wish had been better, (laughs) nine perfect strangers.
1: Nine perfect strangers.
0: I think I tapped out halfway through the third episode. Okay, in part because I just ran out of time. And anyway, another one of these streaming Nicole Kidman Midlife series. She's just raking it in. Good for her. Working hard. Body looks snatched.
1: <laughs> She's got a bad reputation or bad uh track record with you though, because you didn't even like Big Little Lies, right?
0: I didn't see Big Little Lies.
1: Okay, but well, you couldn't I get watched... into it. I thought, or you didn't I couldn't like... get into yeah. it. Oh, yeah, no. so I watched like uh, one, and... one or two. Yeah, stands to reason. I'm not a Nicole kid. I know it's
0: yeah.
2: blasphemy in this group, but I'm not a Nicole Kidman person. This is um, also I- the author of this book is Leon Moriarty, who did Big Little, Big Little Lies. Right. Yes. I actually really enjoyed the show, which was not expected it- for me because I did not like the book. So right. I didn't expect to like the show. But I actually enjoyed these first three episodes quite a bit and am looking forward to okay. the next one. I can tell you why. If you want, but I don't know if we want to do like book
1: spoilers. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I to say Dana, are you, do you have, because I'll preface by saying like, we've talked about this show coming for a little bit. And I know Jack, Mm -hmm. you had your experience with the book. I randomly two weeks ago decided to read the book and I read it. Oh, okay. I was was actually
0: going to ask that. I was going to ask. I had never, yeah.
1: I had never read it, but I just decided to check it out. And I'm having kind of a weird whirlwind of a time watching the show. Because it's so fresh, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, is like I read the book when Big Little Lies. No, uh, I had read the Big Little Lies book, which I really liked a lot um, okay. on audiobook. And then I downloaded this one right after. And it was before the Big Little Lies show. And then obviously well before the show. Right. So, and I tapped but, out. But there sort was of, like momentum. Yeah, and I didn't actually yeah. finish the book. So that's what's interesting oh. is I only read about half of the book.
1: Okay, okay. so I won't spoil half. ending thing.
2: yeah if we know but i I mean obviously at this point i'm probably not going to read the book until after the series is over anyway
1: so yeah but i don't want to spoil ending things that are going to come in the show though you know what i mean like
2: yeah
0: i think if everyone's comfortable let's talk about well jackie tell us how it differs for you and then matt that's where we can end like the book spoilers
2: yeah so in the book they have to do like a vow of silence basically when they get there so they can't talk to each other okay and so for me, interpersonal relationships are the most interesting part of most stories. And mm-hmm. so even though we were kind of, we were learning about them still and still getting like background and stuff about them. Because in the book, we flash back to their life outside of it a lot. Got it. And so you get like scenes of them doing, living you their know, lives, living life whatever, stuff yeah. instead of having it come out in conversation and I actually find that it's a little more interesting to me the way that it's presented in the show because obviously they couldn't make the actors all take a vow of silence for the mm-hmm. show because that would have been <laughs> interesting to film. And so I think the conversations and how different bits of their story are coming out, I'm finding it more interesting. But okay. like I said, it was like it was a really long time ago, so I'm not really – I don't know the details anymore.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's I mean, that is certainly a major change between <laughs> the book and the uh T V representation. Yeah, I don't know. The the greater mystery of it was not compelling enough for me. I like it there are scenes I liked. And I'm obsessed with Michael Shannon and so anything he's in, I, you know, will give a chance. But I'm also kind of tired of the Melissa McCarthy, Bobby Cannavale dynamic. We have seen way too much of that recently. They they are just playing sort of the same characters over and over and over again against each other, which I think highlights it. I mean, is he is he in more
2: than just the one scene? What do you mean?
1: Well, he's. We mean is with that her, her husband? No, no, Bobby Cannavale. No, sorry, Bobby oh, Cannavale oh, and Melissa oh, McCarthy.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. where he's the
1: douchey. Oh yeah, like, her husband was. Her husband was on the the. Facebook oh yeah, but no, that's Ben Falcone.
0: No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, I was just getting them mixed up. Sorry.
0: No, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, because no, yeah. you know, we saw the two of them <laughs> in what? Super, Super Intelligence. Intelligence <laughs> and then what's the other? It's just, you know, I yeah. can't remember what the other one was. But it's just it's just too much. And cool. and that they're playing very similar variants of themselves
1: or the, the characters they've been playing.
2: What do you think about the differences in the book and the, and the show so far, Matt?
1: So it's interesting because I actually quite liked the book. And I, I got through it pretty quickly. And that five-day vow of silence was some of my favorite stuff in the book. Which was I thought was interesting because I, I found I liked to get to know them in a way where by the time some of the events in the book are happening or in the show are happening at this point, I already cared more about them as people because I learned so much about them. Could totally see why it would be slow reading for people. I, I mean, it was. It was, a, you know, it's not the shortest book in the world and you do spend It's time
2: so funny. There. I was listening to it while I was driving. So I think it might yeah. have been too slow for that, but it's, you know, hard.
1: I was doing like a half-half hybrid thing where I would put it on when I was in the car and then I would read. like I, I like to end reading on a chapter and then I'll listen to something in the car and then I'll pick up. So mm-hmm. it was like half-half kind of, but I actually thought that, and I, I, you know, I'm not, I don't fault the show for not doing the vow of silence at all, but I also think it would have been an interesting challenge to do the vow of silence in the show because in the book, they are taking a vow of silence and you're learning about them and it's obviously, you can't really do that without narration or something because you're in their head, right? So when you're trying to learn these things about them, but what I also found interesting about it was that some of them followed the rules. Some of them didn't. Some of them, you know, so and they kind of did that here with the phone thing a little bit. They tried mm-hmm. the same kind of idea. But Francis and Tony, Melissa McCarthy, and, you know, they're, they're the character there, they conversed a little bit, like in the pool and this and that, whatever. And they were, people were breaking the rules here and there. And so I found it interesting because the the book was kind of setting up to me this tone of just kind of okay like you're gonna get in trouble for this like don't because do, you already knew it was uneasy and something's off here you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing so I found it interesting to see how the different people would were responding to that stuff and so I, again I don't fault it for not doing it but I also think they could have done it a little bit in, in an interesting way like you know I'm talk about watching the first like 40 minutes of Wall-E and being wholly entertained by watching this thing who doesn't talk like you know so it's like there are interesting ways to do it. Yeah, yeah that's kind of true. Tell yeah, stories yeah. still, yeah, 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 Maybe not spend more than and an I episode I kind
2: of wonder that. if I I gave up on it. I don't know too soon, but because it, it was starting to get interesting when I decided to like move on with my life. Well, it what on I, the show? Because like you, you I, I ended where? And see, I, I'm gonna barely mingle I'm gonna mingle this, but they're like in some sort of bunker or yoga studio or something, and they're like locked in there for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, but we don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't find
1: out why anyway, right.
2: and I was kind of vaguely like, I wonder why they're like that, but I was, didn't care enough, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's probably coming at some point kind of soon, I feel like, where we're at in the show, but it, I guess, I just, I don't want to like totally spoil what's going on there, but what's interesting about it is, I liked the book, but I did feel, while while reading it, knowing full well a show's coming, I did feel for the most part when you especially once you start finding out what's going on i was kind of like this isn't going to be this is not going to be interesting like, <laughs> like personally i i i don't have faith the show is going to be any good i yeah. i liked the first 3 okay but i don't think there's payoff
0: that is my that was my biggest thing with it. I think why I lost because you know, they're setting up some mystery, whatever, with Nicole Kidman's character and God, her accent. I'm sorry. It's so bad. Oh, it's not good. I agree. It's, with that. She struggles stop, with accent. She yes. needs to stop taking roles. People need to stop casting her in roles that require accent. The just problem let her is be Australian.
1: She can barely do an American accent. She's so like when you right. ask her to do something else. And honestly. The book takes place in Australia and they're in California what? here and why they filmed it in Australia what? apparently, but it takes place. Just <laughs> I'm like, let her be it.
0: Australian.
1: But and she's Russian in the book. But then I was uh, like, but it's not a huge, crucial plot point that she's Russian. That's the so I thing. Like, just be like, Australian. She,
2: she's absolutely Russian <laughs> in the book, but it doesn't matter. You know what you
0: mean? Well, I think we associate a lot of things with clandestine Russia, blah blah blah. Like sure, escape. I don't but- know, but but anyway, so she the way that they're setting it up on the show because that's my only frame of reference for it. It makes me feel like this is going to be some huge major. Maybe it's a sci-fi experiment because I was also watching this around the same time as Reminiscence, right? And I was like, maybe it's you know what whatever I have been thinking, it's going to be. It does not feel like it will actually live up to that. I would much rather watch whatever is going on in my imagination than what the show is going to live up to. Because, you know, every show in this sort of genre we've watched has not ended in a satisfactory way for me.
1: Yeah, I will say that was my thought about it, that the book, the events in the book, certain events, I think are interesting, like Jackie, what Jackie was alluding to things like that, I felt tension when reading it. But the, the reveal, I believe of what's happening is just kind of, okay, this, this is not an interesting story. It's more that because I've, gotten to know these characters and like them a certain way mm-hmm. I'm finding it interesting how they react and move on from what's going mm-hmm. on or blah 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 blah. and I don't think the show is going to portray that after watching three episodes I, I can't say that I super super care about any of them whereas it's not the say in the book I was like obsessed with them but I you know you get to know them better because you just do in a book like he's like you know in a way in a yeah, way because I mean, yeah. you're in their head right like Jackie said you're in their inner inner dialogue I found because they were getting rid of, because they couldn't do that inner dialogue part of it, they're making certain changes to the characters that I think they think are more interesting, but I'm not really sure that they are. Mm. And they're creating tension between characters that I'm just like, well, where are you going with this? It doesn't really matter because it's just like, like, unless you're just going to change completely parts of the story, but Carmel and Lars, or what's his face? She and her like attacking him at the table. And stuff. I mean, it's just so out of character for her. But I'm like, okay, are you going to go into this? What's the point? They don't have any tension in the book. <laughs> like, there's right. no, but you're, so you're trying to, you read this and knew it wasn't that interesting. So you're trying to make it more interesting, but it's all more kind of like, well, why'd you think it should be a show? if You didn't think yeah. it was that interesting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just, yeah. It's, yeah, inter- yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's strange to me. But I also want to say, I like where they're at, like the retreat, like I would totally go there. And it's pretty and everything. <laughs> but in the book, it's this old Victorian mansion, with like a Titanic-style staircase and a princess tower and all this, like, and I'm like, I want to go there. I want to see that. I was, see, I was like, ooh, cool. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to go there. So I was I like, kind of sad. It's not that.
0: Based on the trailers, I guess I was expecting a Shyamalanian twist or something like that, or mm-hmm. Midsommar, right, where they're like being taken to this place and then. The, you know everyone running it and it's a, that's a stretch of what i was expecting but you know just something where like something is off and maybe something is supernatural or something is along those lines clearly that's not where i mean if that is where we're headed let me know and i'll keep watching the show but uh, <laughs> i i just get the sense that i i overimposed a uh, genre onto it
1: yeah without spoiling if any of that's true or not i Dana, I do not think you're gonna feel a lot of payoff from it. Okay, then, <laughs> Jack. If you're enjoying it so far, like I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish it because I'm curious how it goes. But I, uh, I not, I don't, I don't know whether I can't say whether I think you'll like think the payoff's good or not. It depends how they do it, and they might add more to it. They might, they might. Change yeah, it I mean, I do. think that's you true. They me. could change it completely. But see,
2: that's that's the. I mean, in the book, I knew that's why I stopped reading. Is like I knew the payoff wasn't. Gonna, I got to a certain point and I was like, "Okay, this isn't leading anywhere that is that is interesting." The problem is, I literally just read Big Little Lies, which has a really good mystery at its heart, and so I was kind of expecting the same sort of thing, and it's not yeah. really just you know obviously she's going to write other things
1: totally yeah and, and even in the book and I'm not I, and they're kind of doing it here a little bit but they're you know we'll see but you kind of are as the reader you kind of know you more. find out what's going on before they really do it's some in mm-hmm. parts so it's this kind of thing where because it never shows a big, you like, the
2: workers you know like yeah. they do in the TV show too, but it more
1: Yeah, mm. you get them a little bit more and I'm sure they'll be more involved later on in the show too, but it's just you kind of know what's going on and what I don't know if I'd say what the intentions are or whatever but it's not some huge mystery as much as like a, a case study on, on what, how people act. Got it. In this kind of circumstance. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think the show had its merits. Like, I, I was saying it's like a roller coaster for me where, like, sometimes, like, the third episode, I didn't really like it. The first episode was my favorite one. Uh, I will say, like, I'm actually enjoying Melissa McCarthy in the role. Um, I was so kind of surprised by that. But I've, I've actually laughed out loud to a couple of things that she said and, like, just the way she's been. But. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, there's moments that I like really like, and then there are other moments where I'm just like, eh, I don't know. And then overall, I think it's just kind of bogged down by my idea that it's not going to end interestingly based on what I know from the book. And I wonder if I hadn't read it at all, if I'd like it better or less. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. I'll never able to answer that.
0: <laughs> unless you ask steven i mean i i, I always know to take you back in time and... right exactly
1: right and then yeah open the multiverse yeah. like, just to get my answers because i yeah. always know that you know i i like to read books and stuff and i often like sometimes i'll i'll know something's happening that i haven't read the book for, and I'm like oh i want to read that then and it's like a year and a half out but i i knew that it was a bad idea to read it two weeks before the show came out but i just was like looking for something to read and i was interested and i was like okay why not i'll give it a try and I got through it pretty quickly, so it was just like okay.
0: Honestly, my solution is probably just going to be googling the plot.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we can we can update you weekly. <laughs> yeah, which
0: might be which might <laughs> be enough for <laughs> me. Which might be enough for yeah. me, honestly.
1: Yeah, but I, I agree with you fully about the accent. It's like, oof. I mean, you know, oh. I you know I stand Nicole, but it was yeah, it She's was not the best
0: so
2: bad. Yeah, it like, just huh, kept going oh, so bad. in and out, and I was like, oh yeah. no, yeah.
1: I let, my favorite part was when, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy when they first were arriving and. She was like talking about, you know, talking about her, you know, her like her characters or her babies. Like, of course, she's not going to kill them. And like, whatever, all this stuff. I'm like, oh, you have kids too? And she goes, No, I I do something for a living, so I don't. Goes, eh, but she, <laughs> <laughs> she made the comment, but the way she delivered it, I just started laughing because I was like,
2: <laughs> I left it that no, too. She's,
0: I that she was has so been funny. great on the show. It's just yes. this is this is like a, a. It's nice to see her do a more toned down, less fumbling version of the character Less physical she plays comedy and more yeah well there's still some physical comedy yeah. with the choking and stuff like but it's just not her character is not inept
1: yeah but that's what's interesting too is that they're adding com- more comedy than i would say exists in the book for sure mm. and that's yeah. and i wouldn't say they're doing it for melissa mccarthy but i think like they're they're adding it in places where it's kind of like, oh, like the entire choking thing was not you know, they were creating this love-hate rapport between the two characters and this whole kind of whatever for their arc or whatever. It is just kind of like interesting. So it's like, oh, you know, in the yeah. book, they didn't really hate each other at all. So I don't know <laughs> why you feel the need to set up a hate just to try to make it maybe come around on it later. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. But, you know, I yeah. am not a writer of a TV show. So I can't tell you where those kinds of things start to happen, where you feel like you need to make those changes. Fair. So, you know, I'll keep going.
0: I don't know. I will probably not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of thought that when I watched it, and then I was curious to know Jackie's thoughts. But I kind of thought I was like, I bet Dana doesn't like this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I tried. I tried.
1: Yeah, you did. I mean, if you watched most of the three, you know, that's that's a good commitment. That's more than Mm -hmm. that's longer than *Reminiscence*.
0: That is true. Barely, but
1: (laughs) you know, I mean, they're like forty something apiece, right? So almost. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: All right. Well and For this week, thank you both. Kind of,
1: kind of a rough week for us.
0: Yeah, I mean Jackie's liking this
1: show better than I think we are, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I think
0: we like knew going into the week too, though. Like I, because yeah. I, you know, I kept being like, "God, it, it was you know, birthday week for me." I was like, "No, yeah, this is not like, a good uh, gift."
1: No. Like <laughs> no gifts this week. <laughs> these well, are you, these are not gifts. Yeah, you got a gift, but so, you know, it's different.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt for joining it. Now a couple of follow-up points, so only a few this week. The main thing that we researched is, at least if you're American, pronouncing Eurydice, Eurydice, is correct. I don't know what Hugh Jackman was saying in reminiscence. I really don't. And then to briefly follow up on Nine Perfect Strangers. So yes, the book is written by Leanne Moriarty, who is Australian. The book is also set in Australia. However, they set the series in California and then filmed it in Australia. I don't know why they chose to set it in California. It doesn't quite make sense. But if you want to go to the actual place that they filmed, the primary location is a spot called Soma in Byron Bay. It looks very nice, but very expensive. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.